You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to this week's episode of Mum and Mama. I want to start by thanking my lovely sponsor, as always, the amazing Golding Accountancy. If you need any accountant work done, then get in touch. Wearegolding.com. This week, how are you? Are you good? I'm good. Um, I've had. I've just, I love the sun, so I'm extra happy whenever the sun's out. I have. I'm working more now, so I can't enjoy it as much as I normally do. Um, because I can't do the work that I usually do sitting in the garden in the garden as much which is a bit of a pain but it's all good the sun is not too good to sunbathe too much anyway is it so I'm rationing myself but um, yes I hope you are good and you're enjoying the sun as well this week I have my old school friend on Martin Fitzgerald I got him on to chat about his new business venture Branded and Monica, which is obviously a play on Brandy and Monica, which is a t-shirt company, and I'll let him explain, but check them out on Instagram, because their t-shirts are fantastic, um, and it was a, it was great, I wanted to get him on anyway, because he's such a laugh, and I wanted to have a catch up, he's had a very interesting life, he was a model, um, he was and still is a club promoter, and now he's got this t-shirt brand, and I just thought it'd be good to have him on, because he... He, well, he's funny. He's entertaining. Um, to tell us about what he does, as he does, and my mullet all gets also gets a shout out, which is nice. So yeah, enjoy, and I'll see you in a bit. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Work. Hey. Is that it? <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's... And then I'll just know when I put them in, I can find out where the claps are, and then I kind of know roughly, you know. Right, okay, cool. Very technical. All right, I've made a few notes, so just, uh, I am. Um... All right. Well, no, just don't, don't fucking dry up. <laughs> 
be fine. I want to do all the shit bits out. <laughs> Down to eight minute podcasts. <laughs> well, this is horrible talking with these on, isn't it? You can hear your voice. I know, and it's they hurt my head, and I've had to start wearing glasses because I. Oh no! Look at me. The <laughs> But I can't, if I wear glasses and headphones, I get such a headache. I think I need to get the glasses made a bit bigger. But these hurt my head, these really? ones. Why do they but hurt the your head with the glasses? What, pushing on the arms? It's just the, it, it's, um, well, the glasses, if I wear the glasses for too long, they hurt anyway. I think they're just too tight. But these are tight. I need to get the little ones that you stick in. Yeah. The, the little... But they always fall out. Do they? Can you yeah. get different sizes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've not had much luck. I like them. these in the winter walking around because they just keep your, your ears warm and they block yeah, out on, on, like the, the, the tube. Like I get the Victoria line and oh my God, the it, blood coming out of the ears by the time you get to Vauxhall. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you living? Islington. Where, You're in Islington. You yeah. are in Islington. Yeah, yeah. so I've moved back here. Oh, I've been in darling. Tw- oh no, not really. I mean, you know, I'm in a rough old. Uh, well, I'm not, but it's <laughs> it's a council flat, but it's, it's very it, nice. It looks shushy, but the people behind the facade are rough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're nice and big council place, isn't they? What well, this? Get the nice big rooms. Kind of. I'm like on the top floor of a Victorian house, so it's a conversion. So it's okay. like, it's nice. Um, it's not very big, actually, my flat. It's a bit kind of, look, you can see it. Um, so, but it's got a nice view, pup. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. I've got the blind down because the, um, what's it called? The double glazing's fucked. So it's like oh, literally it's Hurricane it. Katrina coming through when I take the blind <laughs> up. So I'm like, I'm like a like, hermit crab at the moment with the blinds down. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, well, no, but, I suppose I should introduce you. Yeah, go on then. Martin Fitzgerald. Hello, Amy. We were Amy trying to work Bowman. out what your, um, <laughs> what your in, ex-international playboy may be. Or are you still an international playboy? Oh, I don't know about international. Have you ever I mean, been an international? <laughs> not really. I mean, I was more national. Um, <laughs> I did live in Ibiza for a year when I bumped into you, <gasps> remember, at Pikes. Oh, so yes. what were you doing there? Were you on a, like a girl's, was it a hen do or? Yeah, we, I was on a hen do and we'd been to, um, what's the band that were there? They had their after party there that we saw. What, is that what I was there rocks. for? I don't think you were probably just there because you were probably just there all the time, no? Yeah, but do you we know went... what? I hardly went out when I lived in Ibiza. I mean, I was such a hermit. <gasps> I know, I just... You were looking after that apartment, oh, weren't fucking you? fucking hell, yeah. I mean, that was like <laughs> 40 towers with a... <laughs> but up the wrong factor. Yeah, that was my... Fr- but basically, one of our best mates moved out there and um, she's got like a little casita that she was going to rent out and the year she moved out, Airbnb got banned. So... Banned? Yeah, it's well, not it's not banned, but you need a license to to rent oh, a place. Okay. And obviously, no one in Ibiza had a license apart from like the really big yeah. villas. So suddenly, yeah. she couldn't do it. So she, I wanted to get out of London for a bit, and she w- wanted someone to help. So I said, "Look, I can get all people that I, <laughs> all these people that I've met over the years to basically yeah. come and rent the place." So I was put up on like social media. <laughs> And a lot of the people were absolutely charming. So, you know, it was, it, it's just really full on having people in and out week after week. And of course, yeah. like a lot of people that turned up wanted to have that Ibiza holiday. Yes, yeah. You know, and when you're around that for like seven months, by the end of it, we yeah. were like, oh my God, you know, we're not, yeah. we're not made for hospitality. <laughs> um, so That's pretty full on, actually, because it's hard enough. Like, obviously, when we were 20, that's a different story. But now, the thought of... Going out for one night out yeah. scares me a bit, like, to that extent. Do you know what I mean? But actually being somewhere and then living that lifestyle for a number yeah. of days, uh, I mean, constantly we, for months. We weren't, because <laughs> we weren't going out. I mean, we were really boring, but round the villa, it was kind of like people would want to have a bit of a party and stuff. So then you're like, you're there with them, which was fine a lot of the time. But a lot of the time yeah. it was just like, I really just want to you know watch you know married at first sight and not have to 
you know, deal with yeah. people that have been up for three days. Um, oh, God. But yeah, Whereabouts in Ibiza is it? It's beautiful where she lives. So she's just by KM5. So she lives up in the hills. Yes. Yeah, 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 I know. It's, you know, it's surrounded by woodland. It's really, really lovely. Um, it's beautiful, Ibiza. Yeah. It's such a beautiful place. Like, you don't... I went there twice and didn't go to a club just on, like, different holidays. Like... And you the can clubs, have such a really nice family. Absolutely, yeah, you can. I mean, the, the drawbacks of Ibiza are, and it's always been expensive, but it's got like ridiculously expensive now. Yeah. I mean, if the clubs don't, I mean, I'm going to sound like a right old fossil, but the clubs really aren't <laughs> like not what they were, really. Yeah. I mean, they just don't feel yeah. that, you know. And I mean, I really, I shouldn't say this, but you know, like high and, you know, like knocking down space to build that, I mean, it, it just feels like. Westfield, you know, it's like yeah, shopping centre. Yeah. It's all like LED lighting and all of that. It's just like, oh no, not not, yeah. not really. But it it was nice living there. But in the winter, it's there's not really a lot going on. Um, so unless you've got kind of yeah. working from home, which I wasn't, um, or you know, you're minted, which I'm not. Um, yeah. you're a little bit struggling what you can do, and and everything shuts up. So I was a bit, I got yes, a bit bored. Yeah. So I came back. And the houses are yeah. fucking freezing in the winter because they're meant to oh, be... Cause I, well, they're meant to be, like, summer houses. Yeah, yeah. And it's all stone. So, and you, you're not on the main gas. So you've basically yeah. got those little colour gas cook, uh, heaters. So you'd be sitting there, like, with your <laughs> Benny off Crossroads knitted hat on around one of those in, like, November. And it's like, oh, this isn't quite what I signed up How for. How cold does it get? Not massively cold, but the houses are colder inside than outside. But it's cold, yeah, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. It's like it's nice and sunny and all of that. But you, you the houses are cold. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, it was fun, and I'm glad I went. But I, I kind of, I, I, a year was enough. Yeah, I think a year's enough. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so we had we went to primary school together didn't we we did many years ago so, and I, when i woke up this morning i had a whatsapp photo of, of some party <laughs> <laughs> when we were about seven or eight that i've got no recollection of whatsoever i have actually because i think it was matt's seventh or eighth birthday matt matt kelly who we went to school with who i'm still in contact yes. with like one of my best mates and it was his seventh or eighth birthday at Wilsner Drive in Pitsy. And I don't know quite what the theme was because I went, which is probably a bit problematic <laughs> these days, I went a, as a Chinese Ming the Merciless kind of character <laughs> and I had a hat that was made out of a Vitalite tub covered in tinfoil <laughs> that had like a long emperor kind of plaque down the back. I don't know what I was supposed to be, but I'd obviously raided my mum's wardrobe because I was wearing a satin... One of us sat in blouses and <laughs> sat in trousers. But you were in your school uniform and so was everyone else. So I don't... Cara Kennedy was a cat. But so, yes, so half yes. were in school uniform and half were dressed up. So I don't know if Matt just didn't do the, um, do the invite very well when no one knew what the actual <laughs> requirement was. Yeah, I couldn't really work that out. Maybe they did dress up when we were there. Anyway, I've got absolutely no... Yeah, no he idea. found that the other but week so, and sent it to me. Um, he dug it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, so... Yeah, go on. You left... You left, didn't you, before we finished? So... Did you leave before we... I left when away. I was seven or eight to Benfleet. Um... When we were in Sister Mary Louise's class, remember the one that used to like grab your arm till the blood stopped? Yeah. Pump in. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we were probably in the same class, but we, did we, were we like in Mrs. We Lee's in class, class, Mrs. Ackroyd yes. and all of that? And yeah. Oh my God, how do you remember the names? Yeah, I, I remember it all really well. Mrs. Muirhead, do you remember her? Yes. Yeah, who took me to. Oh my God. Yeah, when I smashed my head open on the... Um, do you remember that game we used to play where you'd have, like... It was you did a circle and they'd call out two names and you'd both have to run round yes. and sit down before the other one. Yeah, And yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. I fell over trying to play that game and I got put in that, you know, the little room in the secretary's office that had a bed and it's like yeah. where, they kept, where they kept, like, the little, like... <laughs> 
you know, spare PE kits for people that, like, <laughs> that had a bit of an accident or whatever. And they phoned my mum and my dad up and were like, oh, his dad, he's grazed his head a bit, so you might want to come in and pick him. And apparently they came and picked me up and had, like, this, like, watermelon lump on my head. <laughs> I had, like, concussion and was rushed to hospital. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I had an out-of-body experience that, because Mrs Muirhead picked me up off the playground and walked me over to, you know, yeah. like, the main school. Yeah. And I remember it really distinctly, watching her carry me. And I must have dreamt it or something, I don't know. But it was like a real out-of-body oh experience, gosh. and I remember it really clearly. I remember me, like, floating in front of them and her carrying me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, was, I had a bit of a Mystic Meg moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where did you... So you moved to Benfleet and obviously went to school there. So I moved to Benfleet. I went to Holy Family... And then I met up with a lot of the boys later on, uh, Tommy Moores in South End. Right, okay, yes. But left there. Oh, do you know Scroobius Pip? Who? Scroobius Pip. Um, he went, he's younger than us. He's like three years younger than us. No. But he went to, no, okay. Well, he, I probably left because I didn't finish there either. I left. Oh, did no, you? No, at 13, mum up sticks again. So I moved to Bista. That's now famous for Bista oh, Village, wow. but Bista Village wasn't there then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hated it. So I moved up there for like three years and then yeah. I moved to London when I was like just turned 17. I kind of escaped Bista. I really didn't wow. like it. Yeah. So, so and then moved yeah. back where my family's from. So I've ended up, I live on the next street from where all my family used to live um, oh. before they moved to Basildon in the 70s. Yeah. So, so what, what did you do then? When, what took you to London? Um, I just think wanting to, uh, well, <laughs> clubbing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I started going out a little bit younger than I was meant to be. And then, yeah, I think Matt and I kind of started going out clubbing up in London when we were about 17. And that yeah. was like, that was me kind of set then. Everything went out the window. The A-levels went out the window. <laughs> the plan to go to uni. <laughs> And um, I just started going out clubbing every weekend and I, li- well, every, during the week as well. I lived in clubs for a good... Where did you go? The first club I went to, I mean, I couldn't get into most of them because I was like 17 and I looked really young. But the yeah. first one that I got into was, do you remember Bagley's at King's Cross? Yes. So, yeah. So Bagley's and then I started hanging out with Philip Salon, who was the promoter at the time. And through hanging out with them and all those kind kind of crowd, started going out to other clubs. So we was going to like the ministry and um, God, where else would we go? Do you remember Legends? On yes, yeah. So we get, get to Legends and um, uh, uh, no, God, Cafe de Paris that's just recently closed yeah. its doors for good. Um, that's that is my favourite venue, Cafe de Paris, because it was just so beautiful and I had some. Yeah, I hope there. they turn it into that's, something decent. It, and apparently, has it not been saved there? Apparently not. Apparently it's gone. But who knows? I mean, they might. They might. Um, yeah, but they film loads of films in there, don't they? Yeah, like, it's really I, mean, I, it's, I would imagine it's listed. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a great. Uh, it's a great live music venue. I, mean, I remember seeing Erica Badu back then when Baduism came out. I know, like back in wow. the like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, so maybe it'd be used as some form of, but I don't think it's going to yeah. be like a dirty old grave pit like it used to be, yeah. which might not be <laughs> such a bad thing to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But I had a, I had a vision of, do you know when Pose was on? Yeah. I was like, I just want to go to a fucking night where they play all that music and get dressed up to the nines. And my vision was of it being at Cafe de Paris, but... Yeah, well, well, maybe we could still make it happen. Yeah, no, yes. I, I, I'm gagging for a night out, actually. So you were going raving? Basically going raving. And, I th- you know, yeah. and I think 17, 18, just come out kind of, you know, just finding your feet. I suppose every teenager yeah. goes through that. But I think when... Uh, being like a, a gay teenager it's got that added thing of like you're kind of finding people similar to you yes yeah um or more I mean obviously Matt um Matt and I yeah. hooked up young you know as mates um yeah so basically I just turned into like a bit of a club <laughs> you know 
permanent feature for a few years. Yeah. Um, so when did the modelling start? So the modelling started... Uh, I, basically, my flatmate who I met, who has long since passed away, Scarlett, who Matt, Scarlett and I all lived together in Putney. She was this wonderful club promoter and kind of face on the scene. I mean, she was really good. And she just took a shine to us. I mean, we were like kids and she was... I mean, she seemed much older at the time. But she was only 29 herself. And we moved in with her in Putney. We lived above a tandoori shop. Um, and she kind of introduced us to, like, half of, like, of the, like, the London scene and all her mates and stuff. And she took me to a photo shoot for... It was a Rolling Stones um, video, just like a Rolling Stone. And it was with Patricia Arquette. And it's still... F- so you can still see it on YouTube. I'm I'm in it for about half a second, and <laughs> I'd knit one of her coats. I was wearing this um, like leopard skin, um, leopard print um, fur. I, it was like a proper Pam Saint Clements number, <laughs> and someone just asked me there, "Do you want to do you want to like try modelling?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right." So I didn't have a job, and um, so that's how that started. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was an absolute disaster. Um, I, I got quite. I got. <laughs> I, got I got work Why? actually. No, I did. I, do, I got shoots. I got photos. I. I mean, several things. I hate my photo being taken, which I, probably doesn't Isn't help if you're wanting to model. <laughs> I really don't like it. I'm very self conscious in front of cameras. Um, I was partying all the time, so I turn up like haggard, and yeah. you know, I really like my food, so. You know, <laughs> and back then it was that whole like androgynous look, you know, and like really super waif, you know, and I weren't so yeah. waif, you know. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> my booker caught me more than once, you know, in the kebab shop around the corner from the agency, you know, like piling in some massive donner, you know, and she'd be bagging on the window. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so I just wasn't very disciplined, you know. I mean, I think. There was that whole look at the time, you know, like uh, uh, that was it's kind of like really washed out and thin and, yeah. you know, and I just look washed out, but not so thin. And <laughs> and I think I had like a bit body dysmorphia, but the other way, because that, my agency would be a bit like, oh, Martin, you know, like you need to kind of lose a bit of weight. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? I look fine. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it's true, the, 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 the camera does put pounds on. Um, yeah, I mean, I got. I remember once, I got probably my one big chance at a break. I got a request casting to see Mario Testino, and uh, oh my god! And my Scarlett at the time was dating Siorlin, who's now the Marquis of Bath. So, and he had his twenty first birthday party down in Longleat. So we all pulled down there, and the casting was back in London on the Sunday, and it was fancy dress. We all went, and obviously everyone got trashed and. I mean, we were standing in some B&B in this uh, village, you know, village kind of above a pub. And my mate, Joe, he went as um, Winnie Mandela, um, you know. I mean, he, he is black, don't worry, he wasn't black, type, he is actually black. And he went as Winnie Mandela and looked exactly like Winnie Mandela. It was so good. And, there, and we just went back there at like eight in the morning and all the farmers were like up, obviously doing farm stuff. And we all just piled in, dressed like an absolute bunch of freaks. And they were so nice. They were, like, buying us drinks, playing snooker with them. But anyway, I missed the, the train back to meet Mario Tessino. So I think that was my one chance of, um, you know, actually getting you know, uh, some serious work. Mind you, given what's come out lately, it might not have been a bad thing. Oh, what about him? Yeah, I think it's a little bit Me Too movement. But I don't know if you can mention that. Um... But, yeah... So I don't know anything. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing, like, it all sounds lovely, but you, you know, if you had taken that opportunity and something had happened and you weren't allowed to eat for like a month, <laughs> you wouldn't have liked that, would you? <laughs> so it was. It was fun. a good way to. I got a bit of travelling in, and you know, it was a good way of meeting a few people. Um, and I met some really nice friends, actually, mainly like the makeup artists and stuff. They were always, they were, like really mumsy with me. Um, yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, I mean, it's it's not for me. I mean, you know, I, I'm not very, you know, especially, I mean, thank God there wasn't Uber Eats and all of that back then. But, um, yeah. And also, I think it makes you really self-conscious, you know? Yeah. I think anything like that where you're getting paid because of what you look like, you're going to start becoming really paranoid about what you look like. Yeah. Um, and especially when people are literally telling you, you need to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. When people are telling you, you know, I mean, yeah. when you're not at all overweight, it's just that, yeah, it's yeah. not healthy. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, some people do it and they're great and they live super healthy and they go to the gym and they love it and they, you know, and hat off to them. I was just, I hate gyms, you know. I go to bed very late, and uh, or I did back then, you know, and I was out half the week, so it just wasn't, yeah, you know, it wasn't a good recipe. So, when did you get into the promoting? So, the promoting came actually quite late. I think I had a bit of a like early oh, midlife really? crisis. Yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I started. I went to university late at twenty six. I went to Birkbeck. And did my degree, and what did you do? Politics, philosophy, and history. And oh, wow. yeah, I kind of like, I got in my mid twenties. I was like, I kind of feel like I've missed out on something there because Matt and everyone had all gone back to college and studied, and I kind of hadn't. Yeah. And it was something that I'd really wanted to do. Um, so I kind of felt a bit, you know, like I've missed out. Um, yeah. So Birkbeck, which is great, it's kind of geared towards adult learners. So I studied for four years, like three nights a week, went and did that. Oh, okay. Um, I had a really boring job while I was doing that in the city um, that just was not me, you know. And, um, yeah. and then at the end of it, when I qualified, I got a job in advertising, um, or when I graduated rather, I got a job in advertising and then I went and worked at an ad agency um, at Wyden oh, and Kennedy, wow. which I, wasn't really me either. Um, nothing's yeah. really me that's like kind of <laughs> involves getting up early in the morning, to be honest. And I didn't do any work for a year. I mean, I literally, I can't believe they kept me on. I did nothing. I was down the joiner's <laughs> arms every night. And then, um, like, mates of mine were doing parties and stuff. And I just thought, I'm going to do a fucking party if they're doing it. You know, like, be, be a complete sheep. <laughs> But I've always been a massive obsessive of 80s music. So I wanted to do an 80s night. And um, my mate, Mark, who owns the Eagle, where Horse Meat Disco is. Uh, so yeah. I convinced him to let me try a Saturday night there. Matt came up with the name, Carpet Burn. Um, and that was that. I basically jacked my job in, I think, after the first party. I was like, right, that'll do. Okay. And <laughs> And um, off I went. And, um, yeah, I did kind of all sorts of nights. Um, Carpet Bus, amazingly, still running, like, 13 years on. Um, wow. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was, I think I was 31 by that point. So I, was, I wasn't, like... Yeah. I, mean, I think most people that start club promoting start doing it in their, like, early 20s. But I just realised I just really didn't like working, um, yeah. you know, in proper jobs. Like... Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like nine to five. So, um, yeah, and then I started DJing a bit because I was just embarrassed booking DJs at the beginning and there was no fucker in the room. And I'm like, oh, people are turning up in a yeah. minute, people are turning up in a minute, you know, and they just feel really bad. They're playing to like me. So I thought, oh, do you know what, I'll start doing the early bits. Um, yeah. So then I just stood in the DJ booth panicking that no one was coming. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and started DJing and... Uh, I mean, look, I'm I'm not like a, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not Larry Levan when it comes to, you know, like skills, but, um, you know, I can, I can beat mix, I can, and I know a tune, so yeah, I enjoy doing it, and it's kind of, yeah. it's fucking money for old rope, and, and I know most DJs would absolutely yeah. shoot me for saying that, but it's like, you put fucking records on love, do you know what I mean, it ain't rocket science, um, and I like it. Uh, you know, so yeah. I do that. I've I'm, I've really missed doing that with lockdown. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's you know, like I've not obviously been doing anything. So, um, yeah. Well, you have been doing something. Oh God, yeah, of course I have. What you yeah. asked, God, <laughs> what you invited me to talk about? Sorry, yes. So, <laughs> Dolly, um, 
Yes, so I set up a t-shirt company. Um, called... So how did it all come well, about? Well, it came about, me and my boyfriend were out at the beginning of lockdown and we went out for a walk and we just started playing... I don't know if it's like a well-known game or if we just made it up, but we started playing this game that is basically you come up with a name and then you have to think of like famous people that with, with that. Yeah. So at first it was like the first one we came up with was Debbie. So it was like okay, yeah. immediately like we got Harry, and then it was like obviously McGee, and then Reynolds, and then does Dallas, and then and it, it, you f- <laughs> this game is so fucking addictive. You literally like you, yeah. you're you're <laughs> digging them out, you know, and. Uh, we couldn't stop playing. We'd literally come up with about 25 names by the time we got back from this walk. We went out for about two or three hours. Yeah. And we had all these names. And then my mate, uh, mate, boyfriend, was like, Carl said, oh, no, let's just put it on a T-shirt. This is, these would be great T-shirts. They're really camp. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Uh, and, then the, and I thought, actually, it's not a bad idea. So yeah. we started from then when we got our mate Buzzy involved because um, she's like, proper business and you know I mean if it was down to us nothing would happen you know I mean, she's she's the one that you know she's like miss excel spreadsheet and gets everything all the like all the stuff done and you know uh so we got buzzy and then we came up with four names um yeah and that's outside it's called branded and monica which most people didn't get was a play on brandy and monica being like 90s oh. r&b kids um <laughs> Yeah. Most people actually didn't get it. But uh yeah, so we've got Brandy and Monica and we got we just brought out another four names. So uh we've now got eight names. Um but yeah, we've got let me right, let's just play the let's just play the game. Right. <laughs> so come on, give me have you looked on our website? Have you cheated? No, I okay, haven't. so you don't know. I okay, cheated. right. So I've come cheated. on then. So Amy, Amy, you have got one minute to name four famous Vanessas. Vanessa, Vanessa Williams. Yeah. Vanessa Vanjie. Oh. Is she Vanessa Vanjie? Oh, I don't know. Miss, oh no, it's Miss Vanjie. Um, Vanessa Williams, Vanessa Paradis. Yes. Is that yeah. Paradis? They're both for the T-shirt. Um, oh, see, Vanessa. Come on, you can My do it. My memory's really bad. Vanessa, what's the bird who was married to the guy out of Fats and Small? <laughs> Is that <a> Vanessa? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that one. I really don't know. Hang on, let me see. Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. That is shocking. Vanessa Phelps. Vanessa Phelps, Do you yeah. know what? I didn't know she was married to Fats and Small. Well, maybe they're not married. Was she going out with him? Was it long-term that? fiance? You know yeah, she's on it, obviously. Yeah, and we had Redgrave as well. Oh, when I went to a premiere of Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg, and the after party was at Ministry of Sound, and I got so drunk because <laughs> it was obviously it's all free bars, and it was really busy. I had so we were saying, you know, the walkway up the top. I was standing there with my head in a box of food trying to shove food in it. And I always went out with my mate Kenny who used to drink so much and I never used to have any dinner and then I used to be really sick. So I was like, right, I'm definitely going to eat tonight. So I was shoving this food in my mouth and Mark Wahlberg walked behind me to go into the VIP VIP room. So I completely missed my chance because I was eating. But then she'd convinced us that when we went to the bar we had to get two drinks because the queue for the bar was really long. So, but then obviously when you've got two drinks, you just down one really quickly because you don't want to have two drinks. So, yeah, so I threw up, I think, twice in the club, in the toilets. I threw up outside ministry when I was put into a taxi by my friend who was working, actually. I threw up on the way home in the cab. I threw up when we got back to hers. I woke up being sick in her white bed and I was drinking vodka cranberry. Oh, love. I swear to God, I have never been so ill in my life. But anyway, so Vanessa was there <laughs> and I was... <laughs> it was right at the end of the night. When you were looking your best. And... Oh, God. <laughs> I just walked up to her. And I was like, I've just got to say, you've done so well, because this is when she'd done all the weight. 
Oh, God. And she just looked at me like I was just... I mean, you could, uh, I don't... Absolute I can't disdain. how awful I was anyway. And it was like, fuck off, love. <laughs> Bring you the best but of Basildon. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that was my Vanessa moment. And he was there, the fella. Hey! Is that the song? Is What's wrong like, with you? What's wrong, wrong with, with you? you? Yeah, that one. I, I don't know how I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. That's really shocking, given I've just, like done a t-shirt with her so thanks yeah, yeah, I, totally didn't know. I might have known it and no <laughs> i knew i knew his name but i didn't know he was out of fats and small yeah oh. you know so you know she got a first anyway. in cambridge what in english really well she's quite well to do though isn't she yeah still good though i guess yeah it's good yeah well oh, done, Vanessa. Yes, yeah, so, so I got, I got three that were on the t-shirt. Then who's on the t-shirt? You, you, Rick you, Rave, you got parody Phelps. Williams, at, mm. and Phelps, and you, you miss Redgrave. I miss Redgrave. Vanessa Williams actually okay. turned up at the Eagle last year. No, year before. I know she just walked oh in. Oh my god! Disco on a Sunday. She literally just walked in the club. <laughs> Stun, like still absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, she just, she just, oh I know, it was, she was so cool. She's hung out, like, gradually people were like, is that Vanessa Williams? Saving the best for last. And we were like, yes. <laughs> but she was so nice. She let everyone take the picture with her. Yeah, she was really, really gorgeous. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what's the, so you've got eight names. What are the other names? Oh, God, you're going to put me on the spot now. Um, so we've got... You've got ten seconds. Oh, okay, right, I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> right, so we've got the first <laughs> lot... What, We've got Mary, Susan, Lisa and Debbie were the first ones. Right, yeah. And the new ones are Vanessa, Michelle, Joan and Jane. And we just got Jane Horrocks to send us a picture of her wearing her <gasps> one. Oh, I love And her. I've got Mary Beard. She's sent a message that says she loves it. And I'm now trying to wangle a picture out of her as well. Being a complete oh, like social media slut. <laughs> You've got to do what you've got to do. You've got to do what you've got to do. But, um, I, love, I love the idea. I'm going to get one. I've just, I didn't know who what are you going to get. I think I might get the Michelle. Well, I think I might get Michelle. But I don't know. Yeah, Michelle's been really popular. Yeah. They've actually sold really well. I mean, we kind of put it up and we're a bit like, is anyone actually going to buy these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, we're like, we just said it. Some of the... Uh, in the states, I just bought some, so yeah, it's kind of it's good fun. It's I mean, such a good idea. Yeah, I think when um, when lockdown's over, I really want to like just get back to old school basics and get a load and just go down Spitalfields Market and yeah. you know yeah, and, like yeah, just yeah. sell them face to face. That yeah. be a, be a bit um, you know market trader. No, it's been I've really really enjoyed doing it. It's been um, it's kind of kept us busy. It's, you know, I love the idea. And Are you going to do anything else like bags or anything? We've already got tote bags. Um, Brilliant. And we want to do mugs, like uh, yeah, we're going to do like we're going to merch it out. You know, we do key rings, yeah. whatever. You know, I mean, I think tea towels. Yeah, pictures. Well, it's, a really, it's a good idea, and you know, as this lockdown has taught us, you've got a. Is it diversify? You got <laughs> you got to diversify. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you can't be doing your club nights, you know it's good if you can do well, a bit well, of merchandise. We want to kind of hook it up and do like some branded and Monica parties as like fundraisers, like choose a charity, yeah, and then do it as fundraisers. Oh, that'd be nice. Because Carl's background is he's the choreographer and he's quite tapped into that world of, um, uh, what's the word? cabaret and you know yeah. uh, performance so just get all the different performers in and then marry that up with a proper stomping kind of club night and do like a yeah. like a bit of a party and just give all the money to a decent charity yeah oh that'd be nice yeah so we're gonna do a party probably maybe this year we'll see um yeah yeah so come down that could be yeah, your so... dress up time yeah oh i'd love that I know. so what um, have you heard anything from the venue so you do your night where do you do your night so i i do a couple so uh, carpet burn's still running at the at the eagle every friday um so that will come back hopefully once they come open but i mean everyone's up in the air i mean they you know they're saying the end of june but who knows um yeah but that might come back then and then i do another night called handsome 
uh, which is like a yep. house night. What night yeah. did you come to? You came and no one turned up, didn't you? Yeah, I came, but we, we were there very early. That was It was in Dalston. Yeah, so that was a night, I don't know what I was thinking. I did this one party called, I don't know why I did it, it was called Tina, and it was based around like this kind of character, and it was an absolute disaster. No one turned up, and then my mate Toby very kindly said, babe, I think you need to rebrand it, and... Um, <laughs> So you came to the first one that no one came to, and yeah. the next month we had this. There were people there. I remember dancing, there? and there were people there. Yeah. Oh, maybe you came to the first handsome. Then the first handsome started the next month, and okay. that was great. And then it kind of like that. Just yeah, that that worked. Thankfully, yeah, <laughs> I could pay the rent that month. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard though doing that promoting promoting. It's a hard job if you do it and you land on your feet with it and that's amazing you can earn a fuckload of money well you used to be able to i don't know so much now but it's hard graft it's hard graft getting people in the door i, I think my days of doing it as a full-time job are well past me you know it's just yeah. it's stressy you know and yes. you know and you're stressed on the night and then um you know and i don't live that life anymore you know what i mean i'm kind of studying to be a counsellor so I'm it doesn't oh, really, are you? Yeah. so it doesn't really I mean I'm up for doing like a bit of DJ and work and maybe the odd party here and yeah. there but you know like going out every weekend is just like not going to happen anymore and I, I, I just don't recover yeah. I just you know I'm 45 this yes. year I, yeah. I just don't recover um yeah. you know so um yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll do a little bit, keep my toe in there. And it's, you know, yeah, you can earn a little bit of money from it, you know. But I think yeah, yep. doing it full time, it just be unless you're like major, you know, you're in it, and yeah. you're in it, and you've got a a big setup behind you, and you're playing all yeah. over the show. Yeah, then yeah, yeah, obviously ka-ching. But if you haven't, yeah. it's a bit of a scrabble. Yeah. Oh, so tell me about the counselling stuff. This are you are you studying now? I am. So I'm <gasps> doing it on zoom which is a bit weird until next month it's been you know yeah it's been a bit of bit of a struggle doing that but yeah I've been I'm now on the second part of it so in September I start level four and then that's two years and at the end of that I'll be qualified as a counsellor and then I think I'll probably go on and study and yeah I'm really enjoying it and it's um yeah you know, it's it's. I find it really interesting, and it's something I can do yeah. sitting down in my fifties. Um, yeah. So yeah, and you know, <laughs> while eating, while eating, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's definitely something that I'm going to pursue. I'm I, I'm really I'm really into it. Um, Where are you doing? Are you doing it in? I'm doing it. At the, I'm doing it at the City Lit um, in Covent okay. Garden. And oh, nice. yeah, so and I'll probably stay there for lev- the next level, and then after that, yeah. I, if I do my masters, I'll have to look elsewhere because I don't do a masters. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Gould Elpham, whoever comes to me for therapy, I mean, <laughs> they'd be absolutely mangled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I really oh, I really would. enjoy it, and and it's also something you know if you've lived life in a certain way, I think it gives you a bit of a perspective on certain things and you know there's a great uh charity down at king's cross called the london friend that helps um like well not just young i suppose like lgbtq people um offering um you know therapy and stuff so i can go and volunteer down there to get me started and then yeah yeah and then let's see oh that's brilliant i'm really I'm pleased for you. I think that's be a lovely thing to do. Yeah. I want to do that, but I just I can't. What you want to you you want to you you've thought about counselling? Yeah, psychotherapy. I'd like to go into. Yeah. Is it psychotherapy? I've always I'm very nosy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good trait to have as a therapist. I like uh, finding out about people, and I just love because I had counselling for quite a long time, mm. and it just fascinates me the way how you how you make yourself and how you make your sense of yourself and the way you think about things and what affects you and I just find it all absolutely fascinating and I just think that if you can help people feel better mm. what a lovely thing to be able to do or absolutely. work through certain problems I just I absolutely love it but I do so that's kind of always what I wanted to do but I wanted to be a bit older because I think for me 
when I went to a counsellor, if they'd have been like the same age as me, I might have been a bit like, well, mm. <laughs> what do you know? So I thought, I want to be in my 40s, but now it's just logistically, like, because I'm, I've got the kids and I need to support them, it's studying on top of that. I think I need to wait until they're just a little bit older so they're not How old are so they? needy. They're 10 and 7. Mm. Yeah, seven's quite young. So they're getting there. Yeah. But it's, you know, they still do need my attention. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> and I just think studying on top of working is hard, isn't it? As you know, like doing a degree on top of working. It is, yeah. I mean, I take <clears> I take <throat> so, today's off to study. Um, so, yeah. and then... I mean, to be honest, the the first levels you probably could do because, uh, you you know, I mean, I I study all day Saturday. That's my college. It, so it's ten till five on a okay, Saturday. Yeah. But that is it. I mean, you have to do homework, obviously. Yeah. But so it's probably something you could work around. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. I think you'd get a lot. Yes, out. I'm trying to get yeah. my sister to do it. Um, it's great. It's great. It's a real eye opener yeah. into yourself when you realise what a kind, you know, it makes you think, oh God, that's totally what I do. Yes. Um, yeah. But like you, I've had a lot of counselling, yeah. uh, therapy and stuff, some really helpful, some not so helpful. But that's yeah. been great to bring that experience to it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm really pleased with you. Um, just quickly, how was your whole coming out experience? Were your family very like supportive of you and... Um, Fine, or was it? Well, I suppose because I was, you know, I mean, you're going back to, things have changed quite a lot and I'm so glad for that. You know, I think obviously bullying and stuff is still really prevalent and there's a lot of issues, yeah. but I, I do think generally it's become a lot more accepting from when I was, you know, my teens as it had yeah. for people, you know, like when I speak to people in their sixties and seventies and they're like, oh my God, it was horrendous when they were young. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I kind of ran, I kind of ran to London and like started living my life as I wanted to live it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was a real split there. I kind of, I didn't really come out until for a couple of years. I told my sister first and she was fine. Um, my mum got a bit upset (laughs) Uh, and was really surprised, which I was really shocked by. So I was like, Mum, I've got like, I had like divine, <laughs> divine posters and RuPaul picture discs on my wall. <laughs> and I was borrowing your cover up. So it's like, you know, you're too chaclat. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the butchest of kids. But apparently that went completely by Mum. So she, 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 I think, I think, I mean, my dad was just, <laughs> my dad's thing was, uh, well, don't get yourself fucking killed because everything I read about up in London, everyone seems to be getting killed, like, seems to be queer. And I was like, all right, thanks for that um, tip, Dad. That's great. <laughs> you know, because of, like, Dennis Nielsen and probably the coal herd and all that. that. That was my dad's my dad's kind of, like, take on it. Um, but he... he, he um, his cousin, actually, who's in his 80s, is gay. So he grew up with, in London, with a gay cousin in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. So while he wasn't... Out, out. The family knew. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. he kind of. I, I, I think like my parents were probably disappointed, and I hate to say that, but I think because they immediately think you're going to end up lonely or you're going to end up, you know, whatever. I think it was kind of like, and yeah. and my dad thought I was going to end up, you know, on my own, and I and I'd, but I'd say, Dad, you know, it's like being gay is totally made me who I am and my, my life and I've got such a wide yeah. circle of friends and everything yeah you know I, but you know he was I mean he's long dead my dad I mean he'd be like in his mid-80s now but um so they weren't horrendous I, you know I mean friends of mine had horrendous yeah. times that I heard of um you know completely disowned or whatever um but as I've got older I think I've become a lot more aware and done work around uh, you know I think um, shame that I think a lot of gay people carry. I mean, suicide yes. rates are like five times higher with gay teens and straight. Um, and, and there's a lot of issues that I think we have. I think we internalise it. You know, it's, it's difficult not to when yeah. you grow up at school and that's the worst thing someone can call you is you're gay. Yeah. And inside yeah, you're like, yeah. oh my God, I actually am that. Uh, yeah. So, of course, I think a lot of us run to London and then let it all, wherever it is, Manchester or a yeah. bigger city and kind of just go... Poof, you know, and let it all, yeah. you know, I, I can see it now in, yeah. you know, but <laughs> it, you know, um, it was an, it, 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 
presented challenges for sure, I think, growing yeah. up. Um, but also made me who I am. So um, yeah. I just hope it continues in the way that it's going in that people are yes. like yeah. less and less just don't give a shit, you know, and I yeah. think that's, yeah. that's great. You know, I hope more of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely moving in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that here anyway, I mean, a lot of parts of the world it's not. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I mean... I mean, you look at like RuPaul's Drag Race now and stuff. I mean, yep. I mean, on the BBC, on the BBC. I mean, you know, I remember when I was younger. I mean, it was like you'd get like a little, you know, you'd hang out like for the word or something on a Friday night on Channel yeah. Four because that was the only, or like Tales of the City being on because that was the only reference that you yeah, would yeah. would be in the press other than something negative. So yeah, yeah, you know, that's completely changed. And I guess for young people coming you know we were coming of age their idea of being gay is like learning from it from soap operas and and pop stars coming out you know like yes you know yeah ollie from years and years did you watch it's a sin yes i did yeah i, I mean what a great piece of tv i mean we wept at the end oh, we i was my wept. chin went and everything i was absolutely sobbing just when she when she, you know, when she told her that he was dead, and it, I, all the kids in it, I mean, they're probably not kids; they're probably in their twenties. But I just thought they were all so amazing. Yeah. And the thing where he got the dementia, that was really upsetting. It was weird actually because I did I did theatre studies at university, and I did uh, a course called AIDS and the American Dream. Right. So I did quite a lot about it, and mm. I wrote a big thing on it. I can't fucking remember anything about it, because I can't remember anything. But you don't... I remember it all going on, because we were... What were you? I have been about six. Yeah. Yeah, we seven, were kids when it That kind of, kind of yeah. age. So I remember it happening on the news and things coming out, and I was a bit like... Obviously, I didn't really know what was going on. But now, when you look back and you see how many people died, mm. how they were treated... Shocking. And all the hate and shame and mm. all that that surrounded these poor bastards mm. and also i thought that thought struck me was before then you could just have sex couldn't you mm. like i've never i've never not had safe sex but i mean i have <laughs> <laughs> hang on a minute you've got yeah, kids all right, babe. Amy. <laughs> but it's always been in my head that you need to be careful yeah whereas back in the day People didn't. Re- I mean, obviously there were still STDs, but it was all well the, in the seventies. You know, there was a window when everything was treatable, you know, because before that gonorrhea yeah. and stuff hadn't been treatable. And suddenly, like with with like women's lib and then gay lib, and it was like you could go out and you could fucking do what you wanted. And if you got yeah. in a bit of trouble, yeah. there was a pill. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there was yeah. massive pushback in the in the early gay scene, or like with, with a lot of gay activists. They were like, "No, we're not going to have safe sex. We've fought for years to like yeah, be able to do yeah, what we want, yeah. and now you're kind of being yeah. you know, this moralistic kind of stuff you're trying to impose on us." But I, I thought it was yeah. such a great piece of TV, and I mean, you're absolutely it was right. Amazing. It must have been terrifying, and they got treated shockingly. I mean, I, I remember. Three days before Freddie Mercury died, I remember being on a train going from Banbury to Bicester and there was a copy of The Sun on the the seat opposite and I picked it up and they actually were like kind of placing bets about whether he would make it to Christmas or not, you know, like, and it was like, this is, even then, and I was, I was, what, 14, 15 and I just thought, that's someone's life you're talking about. And also now that I'm older, I'm like, someone who was absolutely fucking incredible, yeah, you know, and yeah. you've got some piece of shit, you know, bit of journalist, like, Ugh. will he make it to Christmas? And Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I knew a couple of people that died of AIDS um, right when I moved to London, and it was horrific. I mean, I remember visiting one in hospital, and he had dementia, and, like, he, and it was just awful. It was just uh, such a vicious, vicious disease. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know most of them, the the you know in the it's a sin. The woman who played Jill's, you know Jill, the mixed race girl, his yes, best yeah. mate. Well, the woman who played his mum, her mum, is the real Jill. 
So she was the one that used really? to go into the hospices and, the, and because a lot of them wouldn't be visited by their family, they were disowned. Yeah. She used to go in and sit with them. And I actually found her, Russell T. Davis had posted about her on um, Instagram and I just sent her a message just to say, I just want to say thank you for all the work that you yeah. did and all that love you showed those people yeah. when they were really on their own. And she sent, her, she sent me a message back. She was very sweet. Uh, obviously, she's obviously incredibly kind, but... Um, yeah, I mean, but it's a sin. What a great piece of TV. Yeah. But it's, I think it is so good that things like that are getting made. And with Pose as well. Um, because it's so important for people to see how, what happened and how people were treated. Yeah. You know, and the, the change that we need to make. Because it's like, how can you not feel empathy for someone? Especially those young boys. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, how could you not feel empathy uh, I, You know, I've watched I just, Paris is Burning about a million yeah. times and... <laughs> It's obviously it's amazing, and those the the people in it have got you know, I mean they're so incredible and feisty and you know like making their lives. But at the same time, you can't also ignore the fact that life was clearly a fucking massive struggle, and yeah. you know, yeah. and there was you know. There was criticism about how that kind of got portrayed, and a lot of you know cultural appropriation and. Uh, totally get that i mean you know like it was ripped off and made mainstream but it's great with pose that they're using trans actors and you know people that you know that they're not just using kind of um cis actors i think that i think that was really important ryan murphy did that the whole thing's absolutely amazing and i i loved it i can't wait for the kids to watch it because we watch we do watch rupaul (laughs) which the language is a bit, you know, but... Who won it? Because I don't... But who, who won... What won? Who the won British the last one? one? The this one. American or British? No, the British one. The British... Lawrence Cheney. Oh, right. Okay, right, right. So we were rooting for Bimini because we... Uh, I, yeah. I'm a bit shit with watching TV and stuff, but um, we were rooting for Bimini because she's kind of, you know, part of the scene that we're all part of yes. here. And, yeah, you know, yeah, she's yeah. a couple... You know, I mean, we all know her. Um, and she looked incredible, but um, in the she, yeah, she is amazing. I was, I didn't. I, Lawrence Cheney was my favourite, and then I kind of went off him a bit and was rooting for Bimini. But I'm, I'm happy that for either of them two to win. Do you know Tace? Is he in your circle? Mm, the Welsh guy? No, no. It, I mean, I'm kind of a bit out of the loop with like the, a friend of mine. The young, the if, is he young? Yeah. yeah I'm, but you, beautiful at just so beautiful really he's in, London, he's in the london scene yeah but he's friends with weirdly he reminds me of my friend's friend and they it turns out that they actually know each other oh right <laughs> it's such a small I mean, world. I mean i might know him to, to see i mean i'm kind of i'm a bit out of the loop but michelle visage is on the michelle one yes yeah love her love i love but michelle visage she's great i think that's him i like the my girls to watch that because it's important for them to understand that people have struggles, I think. Because we're all, it's all very nice, oh, you know, everything's great, you know, but it's nice to know that people go through it and people don't always have supportive families. Because I think it's just very important to be kind to people mm. because, you know, you don't know what people are going through. And to stand up for people as well who can't always stand up for themselves. Yeah, I mean, and so also... Get that in them. Um, absolutely. I mean, and, and also, you know hate crime is like really quite shocking you know against all minority groups but against you know lgbt it's it's really high you know um we were talking on our counseling course last week actually with the whole sarah everard horror story and uh there's only three men on the course and it's mainly women and uh, you know how deeply it affected them obviously and you know, I was, although it's not the same, I, you know, I just said this whole kind of like toxic masculinity that I, I was really shocked by how they all said it uniformly about how they they have to be aware in certain situations. They're always, you know, behave, you know, yeah. watching, you know, someone walking behind me at night. And, uh, you know, that kind of constant sense of, am I safe? Yep. yep. Which I think is a blow. I was kind of, I'm a bit shocked to say it, a little bit oblivious of, you know, because I mean, I've walked around London all the time, you know, and I'm not, I've been mugged twice in London, yeah. so I'm certainly not invulnerable. But yeah. I kind of don't think about sexual violence. 
But then I said, actually, yeah. that's a lie, because I said, I, I don't really hold Carl's hand when I'm out. He's a lot more tactile than me, and I, I'm, I'm a little bit more wary, because you don't know if you're just going to get... Really? Yeah, because you don't know if you're going to get a punch in the head for it. And that's shocking of me. I should just really not give a fuck. Um, and I do hold his hand, but I've got that self-consciousness there, and I hate even yeah. being self-conscious about it. I'm like, I shouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't care, yeah, but... but it shouldn't matter. Cares. But people do. That's the thing that bothers me. It's like, why do people care? It's like, why don't you just be happy that people are happy? Yeah. <laughs> You're not hurting anyone. You know, I've never understood that, why people are so angry with people that they don't know. I think people are, uh, you know, there's a lot of fear, I think, in people. You know, I think people are, we live in a culture that's very fear-based. And yeah. it, things that people don't know, I mean, that's how I think attitudes have changed. People just generally know more yeah. gay people now. Yes, or, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, people of colour. And it takes that kind of fear away because it's not yeah. unknown. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's why you generally find cities are a lot more, you know, generally, I know. But, you know, you go to, a, you know, the sticks and stuff and it can be a little bit yeah. less le- yeah. less welcoming for some people. <laughs> diplomatically, yes. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking. That's been so lovely. That's all right. I really feel like I've just rambled a load of shit. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> Not at all. It's been lovely. Uh, and I'll share all the stuff. Um, I'll share all the stuff for the T-shirts. Um, I just wanted... Do you remember... Um, you always had a, such a superb... I just wanted to... About school. I know this is off the record. Because yeah. of that picture, and I just remember, like, you always had such a great mullet. Do you remember where... Oh. <laughs> you had the best mullet, where we were like... <laughs> and then, I'm getting it back, bro. And then, I'm getting my mullet back. And then it just really reminded me of, like, people that we went to school with. So, like, are you in contact with anyone from school? From the... No. Matt, well, Matt, I reached... Matt... We found each other, I can't remember, and that's how I found you, wasn't it? What is the name of that fucking band that we went to see in Ibiza and then we... I've got to find out because this is really going to annoy me. They were... A, a, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> it wasn't Disclosure. Let me have a look. Because it's, it's weird. So it was my mate's Hindu in Ibiza and we were going to um, Ibiza Rocks. And there was a day, and we went there because this band were there that I'm going to find. And I know they're on an agency that I, I know people that work for. And I was like, oh, could we meet them after? Because my mate's all like that. Not that I wouldn't like it, but... Yeah. So you actually met <laughs> so them? It's my cup of tea. So she was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll put you in touch with the manager. So I'm sitting there. And uh, my mate Dan's bowling up towards me. He's like, are you all right, hey? I was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I manage whatever band it is. He's their fucking manager. So then we met him. We had all a nice time. Then he was like, oh, we've got the after party at Pikes later. So why don't you all come? So I was like, yeah, brilliant. And then I was standing there. Rudimental. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was standing there and then chatting with my mates and I heard, Amy. <laughs> and it was you. <laughs> it was me. I just saw you like, like by the pool. I was like, is that Amy? Um, yeah. But it's all gone now. I mean, the, the school's still there, but all the nuns are gone. The the convent's been bulldozed. Has it? Yeah, they've built um, bar- like Barrett built a housing estate over it. Oh my god, you've been serious? Yeah, the nuns are gone. I mean, to be honest, they were about eight hundred when we were there. So I would, I would imagine. But that was such a beautiful. I remember it the was garden the, the garden. How nice it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously that. To pull those over churches. The church is still there, and. Oh, but it's just yeah. So. Because that oh, church, do you remember? Church. It was like a really big church in the middle of nowhere, and I found out that yeah. was because that was meant to be Basildon Town Centre there. So they built the big church, and then the town centre got moved. So that's why it's like. <laughs> that's why it's like, like it's fucking St Paul's <laughs> Cathedral in the middle of an estate. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I never thought about that actually. It was really grand, oh wasn't it? God. Just like in the middle of nowhere. And um, yeah, yeah St. No, that, Basil's. St. Basil's. Basil's. I was, yeah, I was christened in there. Really? Yeah, and Father Madden, who christened me, he ran off with a woman. He, he jacked it <gasps> in and yeah, he went and got married. And I remember winning a Breville toaster off the nuns. 
in a raffle and I had to go and pick it up. I remember it, I got so chuffed. <laughs> oh, fucking love. Oh, me too. Cheese and onion. I, I, oh, no, cheese and bean. Yeah, cheese and bean's good. Now, I like a cheese and onion and um, you're probably going to gip, but um, cabbage cream egg. In a, in a breath Yeah. It's really good. I mean, obviously, it's incredibly <laughs> sweet, but it's really nice. It's basically like diabetes on a plate, but it is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, so the nuns are gone. No more nuns. Um, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Yeah. Oh. I know. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. Rekindling <laughs> our friendship after 37 years. Yeah, no. Lovely. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. Still, well, still looking fresh. Still got it. <laughs> Gonorrhea. Um, I'll, when we can see each other, we will see each Absolutely, other. Absolutely, yes. Branded and Monica party, I think. I'm gonna, yes. I think I'm going to do that. Do a big like cabaret night, massive knees up. Oh, I'd love you that. You know, just fun and silly and, um, you know. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Get the oh, party poppers wait. out. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's do it. It'd be so nice. Yes. All right. Well, lots of love. All right, love. You take care. Bye. Bye. So that was the lovely Martin. So, yeah, head over to Branded and Monica on Instagram. I will post, as always, links to everything. Um, but yeah, it was, it was lovely having you on Martin, if you are listening. He's such a lovely bloke. We have to meet up soon in real life, rather than just stalking each other on social media. But yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, please do. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I've had so many amazing guests on, so please have a look back through the back catalogue. Give me a review, a nice one please, on um, iTunes. And subscribe to the podcast so it just comes in your inbox every week and you don't have to look for it. It's like magic. But yeah, and also, if you know anyone or you are a person who would like to come on the podcast, then please get in touch with me. I'm always looking for guests. I love a chat. So please, honest, even if there's anything you think, oh no, I probably won't be that interesting. You will be. Trust me. All right, take care. Enjoy the week. Big love. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.